Everybody ready? Everybody loves everybody loves everybody loves to booty. Loves to booty. Loves to booty. Damn. Sandra Tabete, Justin Turin in the building. We're at the Tabuti Show on Twitter. Join the conversation. It's going to be a very interesting one today. Make sure you hashtag TTS5. So about two days ago, we received a fate where a gentleman was telling us about how his now wife was basically cheating on him mm. and how previously they had discussed the possibility of swinging. Yeah. So then it got me thinking, what other form of so-called unconventional relationship structures are there? And I say unconventional because we're taught that a man and a woman should be together and with each other only. Yeah. And if anybody goes outside of the relationship to do anything with anyone else, it's considered as cheating. Mm. Um, but then it got me realizing that actually not everybody thinks like this. No. And I found a really interesting article that speaks of seven forms of non-monogamy. Wow, there's seven. So firstly, it classifies monogamy. So there's what they call classical monogamy, where a single relationship between uh, people who marry as virgins, yeah. they remain sexually exclusive their entire lives, yeah. and then become celibate upon the death of a partner. Sure, okay. And then there's what we, I imagine, are used to, serial monogamy, which is a cycle in which people are sexually exclusive with each other for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then they break up. And then they repartner in another sexually exclusive relationship with a different person. Okay. So that's what we yeah. used to. And then non-monogamies, in contrast, are apparently much more diverse. And they vary by degrees of honesty, sexual openness, importance of rules and structure. So, um, I mean, for one, uh, polygamy. Yeah. So alongside monog- uh, monogamy, cultures throughout the world have long obviously practiced polygamy. And of course, that's a form of mar- uh, marriage consisting of more than two persons. Then there's polygamy which is a marriage of one husband and multiple wives, okay. such as our president. Yeah. Um, and each wife is sexually exclusive with the husband. But the husband's obviously they're not exclusive well, to, yeah, because he's got multiple. Yes, and okay. then there's polyandry, which is a marriage of a wife to multiple husbands. Okay. And that's far more rare. I, I know was about to say, that must be quite rare. There was a storyline on Generations where Garabo actually wanted a second husband. Okay. And it's frowned upon. Yeah. In, in but it's weird how the other way it's not frowned upon. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, apparently this is growing in numbers uh, around the world. Okay. Then there's open relationship, and these vary, um, you know, according to how each and every single person wants to do their thing. Yeah. First is swinging, which is what, you know, our um, fate in the eight was based on. So I was kind of trying to wrap my head around how swinging works. You were just explaining off air. Yeah, I actually had a guy that I used to work with uh, that used to swing. Okay. Um, and essentially it's like, you and I, if we were married or in a relationship together, we would then kind of swap partners with another two people that are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would then go and be with the girl and you'd be with the guy kind of thing. But I think it can also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it can also be that we could almost, all four of us could be together kind of thing. So it's based more on sexual interaction. Be- I, think, I think the main thing with swinging, <laughs> I, I, I don't speak out of like <laughs> from experience, yeah. but um, I think the main thing with swinging is that um, it has to be like two couples. Okay. I might be wrong. Okay. Well, apparently it began as the practice of wife swapping among U.S. Air Force pilots after World War II. Okay. And of course now it spread across the globe and became, you know, quite popular apparently on the internet. Uh, generally a very heterosexually focused subculture. Mm. Um, and then there's monogamish. What is that? 
So it's relationships in which a couple is primarily monogamous, but allows varying degrees of sexual contact with other people. So I'll allow you to see someone, but you're only allowed to see them once. Or I'll allow you to have sex with someone, but you can't have sex with them more than once. Okay, so there's like terms and conditions to this. Yeah, there's properties and Cs. And then there's polyamory, uh, and it's a relationship style that allows people to openly conduct multiple relationships, whether sexual or romantic, simultaneously do as you please. That's just like a a whole pass for life. Yes. And then the last one, relationship anarchy. I read up, I, I don't, I'm not quite understanding what it means. But it basically speaks about how, you know, society has decided what love is and what a relationship should be or what, you know, a sexual relationship should be. And they're going against those rules. I I don't know exactly what that means. But uh, let's open it up to you. 089-110-0505. This is all information based on the Internet. I'd love real life, Mm. you know, experience. If you are in a so-called unconventional relationship structure, whether it be any of the ones that we have mentioned or perhaps something even different, give us a call. 089-110-0505. Like I said, we're being educated here because uh, this is something I wasn't privy to, to be completely honest. And we'll keep you anonymous if your family don't know that you're in in this uh, unconventional relationship, uh, we promise to keep you anonymous. You can too. tweet us as well. We're at the Tabuti Show with the hashtag TTS5. So we're speaking different relationship structures. Uh, we've kind of broken them down. The seven types of non-monogamous relationships. And we're asking you to school us. Because it's one thing to, you know, read this off the internet. But uh, real life experience... Completely different. 089-110-0505. Came across an article uh, on Woman24 where this lady speaks about how a polyamorous relationship can possibly work for you. She says it didn't work for her, but she sees how it could work, you know, for somebody else. And then she went and did, you know, some research a little bit. And she spoke to a lady who's been married for 15 years, dated this guy for 13 years. And she says for her, it started when she was younger and she found that, she was cheating on a boyfriend. Okay. And for her, sexual interaction can never be sex without some form of emotion. Yeah. So it's not that she was just going around. No. Um, she genuinely had feelings for other people. And she met her now husband who kind of understood her way of thinking. And she says it's not to say that they don't love each other. It's just that they see love for partners in the same way as they see love for children. So but you can have multiple children that yeah, you love. The more children a parent has, she says, the more love they can give. Same thing she says for romantic partners. The more you love, the more love you give, the more you have. There's no such a thing as too much love. Okay, so they're just like dishing out love. Basically. Okay. So would you consider swinging? Never. Why not? No. Um, I, I just don't think I could see, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody being with my wife. Oh, so you don't mind being with somebody else. <laughs> no, the no, problem no. Is, <laughs> is your wife being with somebody else. I, I, I could never. Could you? No, I, I doubt it. For me, it's the same thing. The The imagination is <laughs> is probably what would mess me up yeah. in that I'm very selfish with yeah. the person I that I want share. to be with. You don't want to share. No. But let's be honest. I mean, it would if it wasn't that she also goes and you know swings. People would be more keen for this, yeah. Perhaps, yeah. right? Is that, that not it? But that's not fair. It's a double standard. It, yeah. Oh eight nine double one double oh five oh five. If you are in you know some form of non monogamous so called unconventional relationship, if you'd like to share with us, Justin was saying you can be anonymous, but I'm trying to understand why you'd be anonymous. I think the reason that people probably want to be anonymous is because maybe people at work would know them and then they that's not a side that I would really tell my colleagues about or why not? my family about. Why not? Because people will judge you and frown upon it. And then? 
Yeah, well, maybe some people don't care, but I can imagine there's other people out there that Each are like... Each to his own. And I think that's why these kind of conversations are so important. So as to open people's minds and people's thinking so that they kind of get an understanding that just because you think something is right doesn't mean what I'm doing is wrong. No, absolutely. We'll take your calls on the other side of these. Three minutes before we find out what's happening in the world of news, we're speaking about unconventional relationship structures. Perhaps you're in one and perhaps you'd like to shed some light. Just educate us. Mm. Because Because maybe we don't know what they're all about. And because people are so quick to judge. Let's uh, speak to Sean. Sean, good morning. Hi, Tanda. Awesome. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Speak to us. Um, Okay, well, I'm in a let's say a non-conventional relationship at the moment with my wife and I. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it works for us. So that, um, sorry, yeah? How, what is the structure of your relationship? Okay, well, we have a, a lot of rules in place. So we're allowed to see other people, but we need to discuss it beforehand. And we need to understand what the other person is thinking, what they're experiencing, what they're going through, and why you want to go through it. And uh, once you've opened up and we've spoken about it and we all agree, we're happy to go and do whatever we need to do with the other person. Sean, does jealousy not somehow creep in in all of this? I think the jealousy would come in if you're doing something that your partner doesn't know about. No, but I mean, and if you, you know that it's against the rules that you've got there, then yes, you're going to start feeling a little bit um, taken aback. So, but okay, so for me, and like I said, school me. But if you, if your wife comes and says, "I've met you know such and such a guy, um, he's really cool, and I'd like to see him," so she's a hundred percent transparent and honest with you, and you agree, and you're cool with her seeing this guy while she's with him, are you not feeling any form of jealousy? Um, sometimes a little bit. Um, but as long as uh, we get to know the person first, yes. And oh. we get to know that person as a couple. Okay, so both of you have to know the person. Definitely, yes. Okay, all right. Thanks for okay. sharing, Sean. Uh, Joe. Joe? Have we lost Joe? There's Joe. Joe's right there. Joe, speak to us. Hello. Uh, there you are. Speak to us, Joe. Yes, I'm here. Mm. Uh, I think uh, it's because I'm in a same I'm in a relationship like that. I don't know why it's waiting. That's why it's either a sweet or one. But uh, me and my girlfriend we started about when a year to our relationship. We've been together for about eighteen years now. Okay, Joe's line's really really sure. bad. Um, we'll try and get him back. Um, but yeah, you can tweet us as well. We're at the Tabuti Show with the hashtag TTS5 if you're in any form of, you know, unconventional relationship, so-called unconventional relationship. And for me, like I said, the biggest thing would be jealousy, feeling like he's with somebody else. Yeah. What if he ends up really liking that somebody and then and I'm, I'm out of the picture, yeah. you know? And then I know men are very... Ego, okay, this is a generalization, <laughs> but egos come into play. Yeah. Egos come into play. No, they do. And how then do you, you know, keep that at bay and make sure, you know, you stick to the agreement? Yeah, that's why I'd never be involved in it. Okay, we've got Joe back on the line. Joe? Uh, yes, hello. Yeah, yeah, speak to us. Yeah, so I was saying uh, I've been in a relationship with my fiance now for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. And we started uh, swinging. I don't know how to classify it as swinging or what. Because, um, because we do threesomes. She's in charge for female side of it. She organizes the female. I don't have contact with the female she organizes. And um, once in a while, maybe once or twice in a year. 
Okay, so wow. she over. <laughs> so, Justin is wow. like, where do I find so wait, these? Yeah, <laughs> wait, I've got to understand this. So your fiance, she finds you a woman to be with, like once or twice a year. Yeah, she 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 organizes. We talk about it, then then we agree. Then she organizes the woman for me. So do you, she invites. Do you organize some men for her as well? I've done it twice. And let me let me get this right. Do you when you are telling wait, her? Wait, Justin. Did he say he's done it twice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you tell your fiance what she must look for in the girl, or is that up to her to decide? Like, do you it's say up to her? She knows. She knows what I'm like. She knows oh, so she knows what you like. Okay. Okay. All wow. Right. Thanks okay. for thanks for sharing, Joe. I feel like we should continue the conversation. Yeah. So we'll continue it after eleven to see what's happening in the news. It's Fifi Cooper and Raiki. Stop Alicia Keys in common. 15 after 11, wrapping up our conversation around the different forms of non-monogamous relationships. It's been really like uh, a learning curve for me. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually very, very interesting. And it kind of also gives you an idea of what you would agree or not agree to. Absolutely. So on the line, we have um, Charlie. Charlie, good morning. Hi, Mr. Booty and Mr. Tori. How are you guys? Can awesome. You? How are you? Good, good, good. Not so bad. Speak to us. Yes, yeah, so a couple of years ago, um, my ex, who at the moment, at the time was my fiancé, we uh, also, you know, got into the thing, thing of swinging, and we also used to do it like everyone else, you know, take the precautions, you know, meet up with the couples, and we used to do everything together. Um, my girlfriend at the time, my fiancé, was on birth control tablets, and we also, every single time, used to use protection as well. And... Um, so fate would have it that um, she actually happened to fall pregnant, you know, and then for nine months it was like living in hell, you know, it was mm. awkward, uh, everything was just a mess up. So after nine months we finally had test done and then it ended up being one of the, the partners that we've used. Like, oh, he's wow. So, you know, yeah, so it actually kind of in a way it split us up completely and wrecked our whole relationship. Um, and, you know, after that experience that's when I actually realized that, you know, it's a complete load of bull mm. You know, it's, 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 it's impossible to let your life partner, you're supposed to be a life partner, go and sleep with someone else mm. while you're sleeping with someone else yourself, you know? So oh. it's, it's fun and everything, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not worth it, eh? So, but I mean, were you guys, you you say you were using protection? Well, she claimed to have been, but clearly yes, she wasn't. Yes. And, well, she well, might have been. Thing, you know? Things happen. That's the thing, yeah. Like everyone says, you know, the birth control tablets are supposed to be 100% uh, or precautionary, but they're not actually. So but like I mean, common, other than know? birth control, and she's now she having was... sex with somebody other than her partner. You'd think that she'd use she's, protection yeah. like a condom? Yeah. That's the thing, yes. So the times we were together, you know, it, it, it was obviously uh, she was using protection, that's obvious. But, you know, I wouldn't know if she went down my back and did it with someone else without me knowing. Yeah. So that's the whole problem with this whole relationship wow. is that once you start swinging, you can't trust each other anymore. You know, mm. it, it starts putting on sto- stones and pebbles in your road if you can't trust. Sure. Okay. Sure. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. So some people might say it opens up a, a dialogue yeah. or conversation. For others, it might be a sense of it opens up people being not trustworthy yeah, even more. Even even above and beyond yeah. what they already are. Like it's like you're more unfaithful. And some people find that, you know, a lot of people that cheat, it's more the thrill of cheating than, it's, yeah, it's than the, the actual act. And, so yeah. then, you know, if if we say we're in an open relationship and you can be with whoever you want. It loses the thrill. And then yeah, it loses the thrill. Yeah. So other than the people you know of, I'm gonna go see other people as well. And that's I guess the danger of it. Jane, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Awesome and you very good i'm very good 
Um, I actually just wanted to phone because you, you questioned why people would want to be anonymous when they're called in. Yes. And um, it actually just reminded me, I lost a 10-year friendship with someone because I told them last weekend about my lifestyle. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, I, I, just, I came out and I said to them, this is what my husband and I have experimented with. Mm-hmm. And I discussed it. So I said, you know, there's very strict rules in place and you've got to have a very, very open line of communication. And every couple has their own rules. You know, and you've got to respect other people's rules and other other people's decisions as well. And she was fine that night. The next morning, I got a, a WhatsApp message from her saying that she doesn't think that our children can hang out wow. anymore because wow. she doesn't because you know because of what my child is being exposed to. And I, I got so upset with her because I thought, how dare you think that I would actually expose my little one to something like this? So you see, Jane, that's exactly why I'm saying you shouldn't be anonymous because it's people such as your ex-friend now, I imagine, who are ignorant that should be taught. So if you come out and say, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, this is how I choose to live my life. Exactly. If you're a friend, you'll understand and understand that, sure, we might have different values and different ways in which we do things and that should be okay. Yes. You know, and the thing is people people seem to think that they're open-minded and that they're you know, that they're open to to hearing different things. And then it just made me realize how unopen-minded some mm, people are. Mm. You know, what my husband and I do in the bedroom is not up for discussion no. and it doesn't need anybody else's approval. In fact, she, you know? should be, she should be happy that, you know, you felt like it's a conversation you should have with her because you actually owed her no explanation. Well, that's it. I was try- I was being honest and, and, and with her and very open about something very private in my life. And yeah, the reaction that I got actually seriously shocked me. But you know what? It's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you know. It just it just makes me realize. Okay, well then, and it's not it's not as if I was expecting her to swap with me. Maybe she thought you were after her husband well, or something. It. Does she think I'm going to go after her husband now? <laughs> no. no. Thank you so much for the call, Jane. Okay, cool. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. weekdays. Everybody ready? Everybody loves... Everybody loves... Everybody loves to booty. Loves to booty. Loves to booty. Damn!